All righty. Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to steal what Dylan likes to say. He always throws it three times just to have a little fun. But this is section 103. We've switched it up from section 102. For those of you who listened to us during the pandemic, heard us last semester, it's been a while. We took a break. We got back in the print shop, got back to normal. And now we've got a new, fresh set of faces here to, to have some fun sports talk here at the Fordham Ram. I'm Alex Holtz, sports editor, joined by managing editor. He's moving up in the world, taking Andrew Posadas' job, Dylan Belsamo, and two new assistants, Kaylee Bell and Michael Hernandez. Let's go around here and just get a sense of how everybody's doing. It's been a while. They might not know who we are. And right now we're all at home, I believe. And Dylan, how are you doing? Well, first off, hello, 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 Alex. Wonderful to see you. You as well. Um, I, I'm doing okay, you know, uh, back at home. And it, it almost feels like at this point, just because I'm at the same place where I spent most of quarantine, it feels slightly like pandemic part two with a couple caveats. You get what I'm saying? That's a great point. And I was going to preface that by saying that the reason we started this last semester was because we wanted to simulate some of the print shop conversation that we had. And you might say, well, if we were in the print shop, why are we doing this again? Well, there's reason for this to exist because we never really spent a night in the print shop together because of the way last semester was designed. I was there one night. Michael was there one night. Kaylee was there one night. Dylan was always there. He's more important than the rest of us. But we were only all there one night. So we never really got to spend this time together like we are going to do now. So Kaylee, it's good to finally sit down and talk. How are you? I'm great, Alex. It's great to be with you guys and have this great conversation, hear how you guys are going. How's everything going? How's everything, you know, flowing and moving? Hope you guys are doing good. I am doing well, and I should throw it out. I'm doing well. I'm also here at home, and it does feel like Dylan said, like kind of a pandemic return. And Mike, how are you doing these days? I know you're up, you're staying busy and keeping keeping in action, and how are you? Uh, yeah, um, first of all, I mean, I'm just happy to be here. Um, right now, I'm at home. Uh, the weather could be a bit better, but at yes. least better than you know 100 degree weather i'd rather take you know a day of rain once in a while um but yeah i'm, I'm just happy to be here um and yeah so not that this is going to be too time sensitive we should throw out there this is july 1st we're talking at 6 40 evening here hence the uh, the weather's kind of raining outside that was why i was a little late to this podcast it was all my fault but trying to keep us on track here so so much to talk about we've been absent for a few months now taking the summer break off but there's been a lot to talk about going on both in fordham and in the larger sports community so i just want to start with a really broad question we have so many things going on in the world of sports right now dylan i'm gonna throw it to you first what's on your mind right now if you were to pick one sport that you're paying the most attention to that's on your mind that you can't take your eyes off of, what would that be right now? Well, as you might imagine, and this happens very often, any period where the Mets are playing good baseball, like it's, it becomes the only thing I could pay attention to. All other activities in my life kind of fall to the wayside, and it's the only thing I can focus on, let alone this season of all seasons when the responsibility is a little higher for someone like myself. Uh, but, you know, the Euros have been very exciting. I'm, uh, I believe uh, the quarterfinals kick off tomorrow. Tomorrow. Jacob, Michael would know better than me. Uh, so I'm very excited to keep watching that. But, you know, I mentioned this on one-on-one on one Nightly last night for, for FUV. This is it's, – it's kind of overwhelming because we are not used to having this many sports at this time of year. This is usually when the dog days of baseball season get started. So to see it all happening right now is, is honestly very exciting. But, uh, Kaylee, what are you watching? Uh, I don't know if you guys – I saw that little bit of the guys – the basketball game last night. It got mm -hmm. a little bit heated. There was a little bit of fights going on. It was really exciting, but it's going to be a great finals upcoming. So, yep. So, my, so, a lot of my basketball – I was very high on the Brooklyn Nets this entire postseason, and I went to a couple of games. It was a lot of fun, and I was begging to see a conference finals in Brooklyn, at the very least a finals, and obviously that didn't come to fruition. The Sixers let me down. It's been a disappointing playoffs for me, but I do think – 
Actually, I want to throw this out of the question to everybody to start with. There's been an interesting narrative going out there about how basketball playoffs, and Kelly, I'm asking you this first, you know, there's been a lot of people saying that it's not been as exciting because we haven't had LeBron James, we haven't had Steph Curry. I'm just curious for you, I think you're a Wizards fan, if I'm not mistaken. What has this playoffs been like for you and not, not having some of the most popular faces we would usually have? Uh, you know, it's been fun to watch. I still watch only because I like the excitement of it. Uh, the first round was difficult, I'm not going to lie, after the Wizards. <laughs> You know, they failed terribly, but, you know, we got we got some work to do. We'll, we'll come back next year. Um, but, yeah, LeBron and, uh, you know, all these key players that we haven't seen, it's been it's been sad not to see them play, but it's good to see guys like Devin Booker step up. We also see Chris Paul first finals after 16 seasons of the NBA, which is crazy. Um, you know, these guys who have taken um, big steps to make the league more exciting. It's just great to watch. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. Mike, if I'm not mistaken, are you wearing a soccer jersey right now? Uh, yeah, I'm currently wearing the Colombian uh, national jersey, so yeah. This is the Euros, Mike. That's not a European team. Uh, oh, well, Co Copa America's also going oh, on. Oh, good point. I forgot exactly, about that. Exact same good time, point. yeah. Uh, it actually was supposed to be a, um, it was supposed to be held this year in Argentina and Colombia, but Colombia backed out due to uh, the protests that are happening over there and Argentina backed out because of COVID, so it's in Brazil. But uh, one thing I want to add about what Kaylee just said is that, um, I, I mean, I, I don't really watch basketball that much, but I feel like it's good to have someone new just uh, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna kind of a, a pivot this into the Euros like we've had Germany, Portugal, France, we've had so many heavy hitters just be knocked out already. So it means that we're gonna have someone new. And sure, it's a bit disappointing to see, you know, like the powerhouses fail. But at the but on the other side, it's good to have, you know, someone new, it means that, you know, we're, we're getting some excitement, you know, it's not it's not old, you know, some, something new is going to happen. Like, uh, for example, like I said, Portugal's out, so we're going to have a new champion of Europe. So it's exciting. Yeah. And I think international soccer is one of those things where I just get glued to the screen. Like anytime there's a game that's on, and I'm German, so I was watching the Germany-England game. That was so much fun. International soccer is one of those things that's just so special because any country, any team, and now I think it's so exciting because we got the World Cup next year. You have back-to-back -back major tournaments coming up, and it's like, Mike, as, as a soccer fan, I know you are one too. It does not get any better than this right now. Oh, no, it, it like, like I was, I was waiting for the summer the entire year. Like we have so much soccer. And like you said, the world cup is next year, but what interesting thing about the next world cup is that it's not in the summer just yeah. because the, the temperatures are way too hot <laughs> there in the winter, which is kind of ruining my plans to go there because I've been to the past two world cups. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. I've been to Brazil and Russia. Yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah. And the reason I went was because these guys made it. So, you know, um, so I, I would like to go to Qatar, but if anything, I can always go to 2026 because it's here. So, and, and, and even better, the final is in MetLife in 2026. So really? it's, I know it's a bit far from now, but I mean, I'm, I'm already getting excited for that. It's a significantly shorter commute than Rio. Oh, definitely. It's a, it's a shorter commute than Moscow. It's just, you know, so. it's incredibly easy. I didn't well, know that. To go through too, but, hmm. uh, yeah, no, it's what I find interesting about um, the whole the whole uh, Qatar situation. And, you know, if, for those of you who don't know much about it, there, there's plenty of literature you can read about all the controversy that surrounded that World Cup choice and why it's there and why maybe it shouldn't be there, or all these different things. Um, but having it in a different time of year um, might actually be a good thing for soccer, at least here in the United States and its popularity. A lot of people were really concerned that the fact that it's going to be right in the middle of football and basketball and hockey season was not going to be a good thing for it. But I think the fact that people are going to be tuned into sports anyway, they're going to have ESPN on anyway, they're going to have Fox sports on anyway. 
So that is going to lead them to be watching more soccer than they than they would in the first place. Because I think a lot of people in the summer, especially if you're not a baseball fan, you kind of tune out sports in a different way. You'll check in on what's um, NBA free agency, NFL free agency, all these different things. But you're not – a lot of people aren't watching ESPN every day if they're not baseball fans. So this might be a good thing for the game of soccer here in the States. And something I've really enjoyed about the Euros, I don't know about everybody else here, but is that the coverage has been fantastic. Like I know with the Champions yeah. League, I've been a big complainer that the game, it's not until the final are we on CBS, but with this series, yeah. with, with the Euro Cup, every game has been on ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, there's been numerous games on. So for me to just yeah. be clicking through the channels with the stop on a soccer game, it doesn't get any better than that. I'm not going to lie, I missed, uh, I forget what day it was. It was the day that like all of the goals were scored in the, in the round of 16. It was France. Switzerland and then Croatia, Spain. Those were on the same exact day. And I missed it because I was working for the Yankees. Like, I, I missed all of those games. Luckily, I have them recorded, but I mean, the, the fact that, you know, all like that happened on the same day is just like, ugh, I've, I've missed out on it. But like, I, I have to completely agree. Like, the fact that it's on ESPN, like, you know, I don't need to go search up a random channel. Everyone knows what ESPN is, what ABC is, you know, like everyone knows those channels. So it's great to finally have that. Now, unfortunately, the same can't be said for the Copa America. That is a bit harder to find. But I mean, let's be honest, more superstars are in Europe. So, you know, it, it's just bad timing for them, if anything. But the more soccer it gets in the spotlight, I'm not complaining. But you did mention you're working at the Yankees. So let's talk about everybody's summer plans, because I think it's important to set some context here. We had to really dance around finding a time to record this because we've got a busy bunch of people here. So I want to go around the room just to sense of what everybody's up to these days. Kelly, I'll start with you. I know you've got like so many jobs, I can't even count them. So what are you up to this summer right now? No, yeah, um, I'm work. I'm interning nine to five every day. It's like I wake up early, have 8 a.m. meetings, and then I work until like five. It's a lot. But, you know, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Nice. And Michael, you mentioned the Yankees. So I know you and I, we ran into each other once at a game inadvertently because I'm a beat reporter for the team. You work at the, at the team. So what do you actually do at the arena? Because I wouldn't have enough time to talk there. I mean, what do you have to do? Uh, um, well, well, first I'm going to go with like uh, what I'm doing. So um, yeah. summer classes, you know, Fordham's offering them for free. You know, why not? I'm also working at a camp, uh, like a summer camp from nine to one. So when it's like this heat wave has been killing me. And then uh, I work for a, a small baseball, a small baseball team. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, uh, the Yankees. Uh, and then, uh, so, so what I do there uh, is I'm one of the guest ambassadors. So I'm basically there if, uh, if any guests have any questions, uh, we're just there to help. Uh, we actually have like on the back of our shirts, we have like the, how may I help you? So, so we're kind of uh, easy to spot if anyone has any questions about where, uh, what's open, what's closed. And, um, and recently, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say recently, but now we're back to full capacity. So now we're going back to normal, you know, normal operations. So um, it's fun. So to everybody out there, if you ever go to Yankee Stadium and you need a question, Mike's the guy to go to. But you mentioned the Yankees, and Dylan and I, actually, the timing of this is great because we actually are scheduled to see each other tomorrow because Dylan is a New York Mets beat reporter, and we've got a little thing called the Subway Series, if it does happen. My goodness. I'm Well, there are m multiple reasons why I'm so excited about this. First of all, um, I'm, I'm yet to cover a baseball game at Yankee Stadium, so that's going to be fun. Second, the Subway Series was my absolute favorite thing growing up. As, as you know, Alex, and I'm not sure you two know, I come from I came from a split family, so it was always a bit it was always a big deal when the two teams would play. So this is going to be so exciting. I also I can't remember the last time I saw you in person, Alex. That was not like print night or something. It's a good question. I, we have not seen each other. I would catch you on your daily walks around campus, but we never yeah. really have had a time to just sit down and talk some baseball. So it'd be fun. Yeah, so that'll be fun. But yeah, in terms of what I've been up to this summer, you know, covering the Mets has been, um, you know, even when you're not covering the team at the game that night it's a full-time job just because the Mets are so, such a strange and exciting team so there's been that going on 
you know, I also took a summer class uh, this uh, in that first summer session, uh, m- making some music, but just for just for myself mostly. Um, but well, that's yeah, your minor, uh, right? That's still your minor, correct? I am a music minor, yes. Uh, as some call it, unemployment, but it's, <laughs> it's enjoyable. It's very enjoyable. But so, um, but you know, I'm also, as you know, Alex, a social media manager for for FUV Sports, and that is why you and I talk so much. Because what are you at FUV Sports? Oh, just the, the sports manager, but you're far more important than I am, Dylan. You oh, and I are always in contact. You make my job easy. I, I, I wouldn't say that, but to tell us more about what you've been up to. You know, it's been fun, obviously. We had such a strange year last year, and we were able to do some cool things at the radio station, and I was able to take over as sports manager now, work with a lot of great people, and just keep the station going strong. You know, we've been able to cover some games, have some fun. We've been able to do some of our shows virtually and keep that up. So had a great group of people that were with and doing some great things at the station as we hope to, to get back to normal in the fall. So we're really looking forward to that. And we hope we are hoping to get to see each other again in the fall, but that's why we thought it was a great time over the summer to do this podcast, to keep things going, get some of that print shop experience over here on zoom as we are right now. And we know it's a print shop because we didn't plan on talking about any of this. So now let's get into what we actually plan on talking about, which is what the NCAA recently announced was the new image and likeness rules. And there's been this ongoing debate for years now about letting college athletes get paid, let them get endorsements, We've already seen after the rule went into place, a lot of athletes capitalizing on it, making a lot of smart endorsements and something that really probably should have come into existence a long time ago, but now it has. And Kelly, I want to ask you first, just when you first heard this becoming official, what was your, your immediate reaction to it? I was genuinely shocked. I didn't think that, you know, after so long, they would agree to this. Um, you know, today's the first day it officially rolled out. So um, I don't know if you guys heard, but Barstool Sports has just started Barstool Athletes and if Dave Portnoy is watching, please hit my line, please. I DM'd him a few times, but I'm really, really hoping to make those connections. And I think a lot of athletes have been taking that into consideration. And I know Fordham has done a good job of preparing us for this. They have an influencer app that like tracks our social media and like where we can um, see engagement and stuff like that and kind of build our brand. So they've been doing a lot to help us uh, push that forward. And for those who didn't see, Kelly is a track and field athlete that was on her shirt that she was showing yeah. here on the Zoom room. But I mean, Mike or Dylan, anything from you guys when you first saw this? I thought it was such a long time coming. It almost came out of nowhere. So I was really happy to see it as well. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about it recently until the news broke. It was What was it like late yesterday or was that this morning? I can't even remember. It was one of the a few two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was something like that. The, the days are clashing into each other still. Here we are in 2021 and, there, and I still can't tell days apart. But the important thing being, you know, the, the conversation around uh, athletes and, and some kind of stipend or, or financial gain of some kind beyond just in any kind of scholarship they have has been ongoing for a really long time. Um, and this always felt like at least the obvious thing. I mean, because, you know, in, in terms of, you know, literally paying athletes, you know, is uh, – uh, 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 and a topic people have very differing opinions on, but this just seems like an obvious thing. Like this is like every athlete's a human being. I have I have rights to my name and likeness. I can go sign stuff if people want it. Not that anybody wants that, but I can do that. Why can't everybody do that? That just didn't. It, it didn't really make any sense to me. Michael, I'm curious what you think about this. Um, not gonna lie, you kind of took everything I was gonna say. So I mean. Uh... <laughs> Uh, there's really uh, nothing else I can add. I mean, I I agree. Like, I felt like this was a long time coming. I mean, it, it only seemed, you know, like it was going to happen eventually. So I'm just glad that it finally happened now. 
And you, to Kaylee's point about Fordham being prepared, there was an article we wrote, Jimmy Sullivan, our old sports editor and I, who we love Jimmy and, and hope he's doing well these days. And that was back on August 23rd, 2020. That was what Kaylee kind of mentioned a little bit was Fordham Athletics partnering with Jeremy Darlow, who was a New York Times bestselling author. And he's somebody who's really helped a lot of Fordham athletes get their personal brand established. So, and he was somebody, the first school, we were the first school in the Atlantic 10 to get this partnership. And it was something that I know athletic director, Ed Cole, now athletic director at the time it was interim. Had, had made that initiative really a focus in order to get athletes put in a good position. So Kelly, I'm just curious, has that been something that's impacted you at all in your time at, at Fordham so far, or just some of those other things you were talking about in terms of, you know, getting the personal brand ready or getting this, this endorsement deal ready, you know, how does that really impacted your college experience? I'm really curious from, from an outsider perspective. Right. So, um, you know, I know I haven't really personally, I've logged onto the app and used it a few times, but, you know, a lot of, especially the people who are traveling and doing a lot more competing, they have been able to get out there and really um, post, like, I guess Instagram's like a great app, Twitter, great app to like really brand yourself and, you know, show, um, you know, what you can do and, as an athlete. And so I think that's what a lot of them have been doing. They used, they had like a big photo shoot day where they allowed them to do like different stances and stuff like that and pose, um, which was really cool. But that, that has been something that's allowed them to push that brand forward. And something along those lines, you know, we were doing this during the pandemic at the same time, there was a lot of social justice conversation happening at Fordham Athletics has done so many things to address, you know, athletes, mental health and the, you know, racial equality initiative that they also pushed forward as well. And there's been really this conversation going on for a while about athletes becoming more than just athletes. It's something that we've talked a lot about on this podcast, going back to section 102. And it's a story that I really feel like is continuing now as well. And, and Dylan, I'm just curious your perspective, when you think about all these things that have happened from the last time we spoke on the podcast to now, just that overall intersection between athletes. And I know you're somebody that's really looks at the world, you know, beyond just sports as well. I think it's a really interesting thing. And this deal kind of exemplifies a lot of that. Absolutely. I think, um, and, and I mean this, I guess, more in a general sense than, than anything else, but when, 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 when industries become decentralized, it is usually for the betterment of everybody. And I think this is a really good example of that. I think, uh, you know, I, I think more than anything, people our age, uh, as we have kind of come of age in a, one of the strangest times in human history to be a 20, 21 year old, uh, have, have seen a reckoning of our own thought processes in the last year or so. And I think this this last year has, has caused a lot of us to, uh, to, to look at the world a different way I'm going to include myself in that um, and you, you know making sure people have the rights to their own lives I think is, is a very important part of this and I think this is just one aspect of that uh, decentralizing college athletics in particular so that the specific student athlete has access to their own choices and to their own livelihood and to their own uh, means of income when they need it I, I think it's it at least for me, I, I think it's, it's all for the betterment. And I think for me, the reason why I'm really happy to see this too, is I remember back in the days when I would play NCAA football 14 on my PlayStation yeah. and I would have all the names would be randomized. So I would have to go online. I'm an Oregon Ducks football fan. I have to go online, find the roster package, download it, or in some cases manually put in the names of the players that I wanted to have on my team. So now it's not a coincidence that the college football game is coming back as well. So I just want to throw that out there. Oh, yeah. These two things are going hand in hand. So there was no better way for us to start the podcast and talking about this name, image, and likeness thing that is certainly going to affect what happens with Fordham Athletics in the future off the field. There's also a whole lot of stuff happening on the field. There's been so many things since last time we spoke. We've got an Atlanta 10 champion men's soccer team who 
only ended up losing to the NCAA champion, Marshall Hurd. So how about that for a story with such an incredible season? And Dylan, you talked to Coach Carlo actually for, for uh, Fordham Athletics a little while back. So I'm just curious from you, your perspective on this season that men's soccer had and what an incredible year it was as we head into another fall season now and a quick turnaround they've got. Yeah, well, you know, just by the nature of when the season was played and, and, and the, the way it played out for them, no pun intended, was uh, w- was strange. And, you know, there's not too much you can really ask for. You can't, you know, the, the, the energy that I got from, uh, from Coach Aquista, uh, excuse me, during our conversation about a month or so ago was uh, just counting the blessings of being able to play at all and being able to compete and win a conference championship. I mean, would they have loved to have gone farther in the tournament? Absolutely. Have they had uh, the team that could have, that could have gone for farther? They absolutely did. Uh, and I think there was some satisfaction as you might imagine from <laughs> losing that first round to the eventual surprise NCAA champions. I think there's some real satisfaction there. So, you know, if, if you're Fordham men's soccer, it, it, it is only upward from here. Uh, and you got to be thinking coming into this fall season, it's going to be a quick turnaround, um, but they're a team that can handle it. And I think there's nobody that probably knows what the season looked like than you, Kaylee. And I'm just curious for you now, you look at what last season was, it's such a weird season for track and field, especially. I know so many of your events were cut down and so many things that didn't happen. How excited are you about just getting back to normal next year and getting a full season again? Yeah, it's going to be great. And we're really excited. And, you know, we've still been putting in the work regardless of, you know, not being able to compete. That's something that I think has kind of been overlooked. A lot of these athletes are still been working hard over this time, even though they have had to miss games or, you know, they had to come back from games or, you know, they couldn't travel. It's been, it's been rough, but going through that mental toughness and like being able to, you know, keep training and doing what you do, doing what you can do to get stronger, no matter even, no matter not knowing like when the next time you're going to compete is something that a lot of athletes have put a lot of focus on. Yeah. And again, like you said, like that's again, ties into that conversation we had at the beginning about how athletes are so much more than that and so much that they have to compete with. And, and Mike, I know you covered the, the tennis team, the women's tennis team in particular, but obviously a lot of other things as well you were, you were involved with. And I'm just, when you think about that season and what you were writing about and what you were seeing, I mean, how, how much are you looking forward to now getting some more things back again and just your takeaways from, from what this last year was like for us, you know, writing about them. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, it, it was a season like no other, you know, uh, with the fact that we had to deal with all of this. But, um, you know, I mean, I'm just uh, just ready to go. You know, uh, I know that right now everyone's just either, uh, like Haley said, you know, still practicing or, you know, uh, warming up because now uh, hopefully, you know, I'm assuming that everything's going to be back to normal, you know, with all the normal sports during the normal cycles. So, you know, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to just writing everything about that. And you talk about back to normal and Fordham, of course, is requiring the COVID vaccination. They're planning as they send an email out to everybody that there's going to be normal operations. And I'm sure our news team will have all that locked down as we get into our orientation issue, which is coming up a little bit before the semester starts. Just a few short months away now. It's amazing how time is flying. But you know things are back to normal because if you go to FordhamSports.com right now, you guys know what the first thing you see is? What is it? Fordham football going to Nebraska. And I don't know about all of you, but this to me, when I saw this was Stunning. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen as a big college football fan. And I'm, again, I'm an Oregon Ducks fan. Let me throw it out there. They're going to be full capacity. They just put out a video about that. I'm sure Nebraska is going to be the same. For our football program to be heading out to Nebraska, they also have a, a meeting with Florida Atlantic University, another FBS school, uh, just a couple of weeks later. I'm really excited about what this Fordham football season is going to bring after they had a successful, Dylan, as you know, you covered the team, a Patriot League campaign, and now so many exciting things starting week one of next season. 
It is incredibly exciting. You know, I've, I've gotten to follow this, this team covering them really for the last, I guess, season and a half, if you will, if you count last year as half a season. But what was, what's so exciting for them is to continue to have the opportunities to, uh, to prove themselves as a forward uh, program, as, as a forward squad. I mean, uh, this is a program with a storied football history that people don't usually um, give it the credit for that it deserves. Uh, and, you know, they were, they were actually supposed to play Hawaii last season. Obviously, mm. that didn't end up happening, as you might imagine. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's very encouraging to watch a team that I have been fortunate enough to get to uh, follow very closely um, and, 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 and myself feel personally attached to, uh, not just being a student at Fordham, but also covering them so closely, uh, to, to get the chance to be on the national stage there, remind, remind people that Fordham is a school with true athletic potential in all of its sports, not just the ones that have been winning recently. Um, so it's, it's, it's very fun to see, and it's going to be so exciting to get back to having a football culture on campus and, and Saturday buzzing on campus. It's just going to be very, very exciting. And even last year, we had some fans show up at the end of the softball and baseball season. That was a good jolt of energy and the good student athletes with the, with the great work of the herd really showing out and showing some good support there. But you talk about football and something that's really interesting to me. I'm going to get his full title up here because I don't want to get it wrong. Assistant Director for Digital Media and Video Technology, David Bernard Santana. I was talking to him the other day because I had been on campus and he was talking about the impact that the strength team has on this football program. Because he was telling me about the program that Coach, I believe it was Gilfeder, if I'm not mistaken, was running about the football team would have some sort of competition each week. They would have to get, accumulate a certain amount of points based on what they were doing in practice, what they were eating, and they were really tracking everything these athletes were doing. And they put this into a point system that had a belt on the line and all these things that they were trying to do to get the team to the best physical point possible. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you about, Kelly, I was very curious about because I didn't have time to go out and cover the team and see what was going on specifically. But what David told me was that everything with the football program starts in the strength and conditioning room. And I know as athletes, that's something that's so, so important that we rarely consider from an outside perspective. So that's got to be a big part of being a track athlete as well, just everything starting in that strength room, especially now over the summer. Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely about being an athlete in general. It starts with strength. Um, I was actually looking at the Instagram, the strength and conditioning Instagram. I saw those football guys lifting today. I was like, wow, they're really, they're really putting in that work and getting ready for the season like really early. So, you know, that's something that, you know, all the strength and conditioning coaches have really emphasized, especially this season. I know um, my coach, uh, lifting coach, Coach Gio has emphasized the importance of, you know, getting back those basic strengths, um, those muscles and making sure that you're strong in those areas. And then when you get to the season, everything comes second nature. It's just about technique and stuff like that. So yes, of course, they're out there putting in that work really early. And you talk about Coach Gio, and you did a great piece on him and our part of our Fordham Feature Series over the past uh, semester that was just so much fun, and so many people from the Fordham community, alumni and, and current students and coaches, and so many people taking some time to talk to us and let us know their stories. And hopefully going to do some of that on this podcast as well, get some other folks in here to talk about some other aspects of the Fordham community that we might not know a lot about. So really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to what the year brings and what's ahead. And we really wanted this to just be a little preview to get – get a sense of who we all are it's been so long since we've talked to each other now it's good to just get some Fordham sports action back and and Mike I'm curious for you when you think about just what the we have a couple months here what are you looking forward to most about this podcast it's the one thing I want to know from you um that's a good question uh I'm putting you on the spot here I just want to know um I would say one thing I'm just looking forward to is just you know just being able to just uh, talk about sports, you know, not only Fordham sports, but, you know, what's happening, you know, in other sports, you know, just talking because this summer is just absolutely packed with just sports potential. There's the Olympics, 
which I feel like is kind of being overshadowed mm. by the Euros. And I know that you mentioned that before, Alex, uh, you know, like the uh, the Olympics are happening, the Euros, the Copa America, uh, and a bit of a bias here, the F1 season that's happening right now. Uh, you know, right now, uh, we're in the middle of a triple header, or actually at the end of a triple header, because uh, the next race, uh, the next race weekend starts tomorrow. And, you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to, you know, just the amount of just sports that I'm uh, uh, that I'm going to be watching. I know nothing about F1, but these articles have been fascinating to me. The things that happen in these races are, are really compelling. I mean, I remember the one I, I actually texted you because they were like, you, you said they couldn't take a tire off a car. And I was like, how in the world does this happen yeah, in a Formula One yeah. race? I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, uh, F1 is, you know, I mean, at least in my opinion, one of the greatest sports in the world. Of course, I'm going to say that, you know, I've been writing articles about that every week. But um, it, it's very, uh, it's very advanced, you know, with the technology. And it, it was funny that, you know, like, because those pit stops take two seconds, you blink and you miss it. Like, it is an incredibly well organized team. Like, you, you can't mess up. And, and then they did. And, and, he, and he had to retire because they couldn't take the tire off. It's, it was funny. If I do put an F1 race on, though, I will tell you it will be solely because of you. So I, I appreciate that from you. But <laughs> you mentioned the Olympics. Man, how did you remember the Olympics were happening? It just shows you how much is going on right now. So, Kelly, let me ask you what, are you, what are you most looking forward to, either in sports, either on this podcast, whatever we got, got coming over the next couple of months? So I have been watching the Olympics, and the track is, is, is really heating up this year. It's been a crazy Olympic trials with all the um, – the um, drugs and the 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 um, you know the disqualifications and stuff like that. It's been it's been exciting to watch, and you know some people have been let down. There's only been a few college athletes who have able to make it through after going through the NCAA's the the championships. You know their legs are tired; they weren't able to run. You know as as they as some of them wanted to, but you know it's been fun watching that. Yeah, they've been some young, great talent. And what Simone Biles is doing, we were following that was terrific. And a lot of young athletes are going to be on the Olympic stage in the next couple of months. So really looking forward to that. I'm sure you are as well, Dylan. I, I certainly am. Uh, but I guess I would say what I'm looking forward to the most is spending the time with you guys. <laughs> oh, how cheesy. Oh, hey. so nice. Well, this has been a lot of fun. We wanted to just get out here. Reintroduce ourselves, let you know section 103 is here. And you know that it was my fault. We took a little too long with this because our, our great graphics designer, Pia Fischetti, who made the section 102 logo, the second I emailed her and said, we have a section 103 logo, she sent it back in an instant because it was already ready to go. That's how long it took us to get going. But we are finally here. Section 103 is here. Thank you all for tuning in. For Dylan Balsamo, Kelly Bell, Micah Hernandez, this is the first of much more to come. And we can't wait for you to be with us throughout the summer. Thanks, everybody. And we'll talk to you all soon. <laughs>